0: Good evening and welcome to E-Bible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 5 of Revelation chapter 6. And we're going to be continuing to read verse 8. And I looked and behold a pale horse and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. In our last study, we were looking at death and how death comes as a result of breaking the law of God. And, and therefore it is by the commandment of God that, that sin entered into the world. Of course, there's nothing wrong with God's commandment. It's perfectly good and holy, but the sin seeking occasion by the commandment uh, entered into the world. And then once sin entered in, death follows or death comes as a result. The wages of sin is death. And, and the believers identify completely with God's commandments. The Bible, the Bible is the law book of God and and therefore, we identify with death. And the Bible says of uh, God's people, his messengers, those that uh, transport his word um, and share it with others, that we are a savor of death unto death in them that perish. And now here... In Revelation 6, verse 8, we find the green horse, the pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death. We can understand that the rider on the green horse, whose name is death, is the word of God, the law of God, and uh, in, with a close identification with the true believers and the law of God, is Christ. The law of God is Christ. Now the Bible tells us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And just as the uh, child of God is the savior of death unto death, we read in Second Corinthians. In chapter 2, verse 15, For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved and in them that perish. To the one we are the savor of death unto death, and to the other the savor of life unto life. And Christ is the life that we are a savor of, and likewise Christ is the death. Because it's one and the same word of God. One and the same law book that God sends forth. And if the word of God would reach the ears of one of his elect predestinated to receive salvation. We were a savour of life unto life. But if his word reach the ears of those not predestinated not his elect they were condemned by it and we were a saver of death unto death well just as Jesus is life he also identifies with death because it is the letter that killeth the letter of the law of the Bible kills unsaved mankind and And so that that's what's in view with this rider on the horse whose name is Death and Hell followed with him. And we were mentioning last time that God has brought the world into judgment and therefore he has brought the world into the condition of being ruled over by death and hell. The world has... Been um, brought into the condition of hell. The Greek word translated as hell in this verse is Hades. It is Strong's number eighty-six. It is also translated as grave. It it can be understood as grave or hell, and it really points to the grave. We find. Uh, this word, Hades, in Luke chapter 10, and, let's see, in Luke 10, in verse 14, but it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which art exalted to heaven, shalt be thrust down to hell. So we, we can see that to be thrust down to hell has to do with the judgment of God, of being under the wrath of God. And that is the condition the world has entered into since May 21 of 2011. The world has been thrust down to hell. That is brought into the condition of being under God's wrath. Now also in Luke chapter 16, we find the Greek word Hades in the context of the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. And I I want to read a good portion of this parable. In Luke 16, beginning in verse 19, it says, There was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, I wanted to read this because this is teaching us about Hades. It is teaching us about the condition of being in Hades. And the the Bible is teaching at this time that death and hell, Hades, has come upon the earth, that God has cast Mankind into this spiritual condition of being under his wrath. It's a spiritual judgment and he has spiritually brought mankind, all the unsaved into the grave or Hades because when God shut the door of heaven on, uh, May 21 of 2011 and, and when he uh, ended his salvation program as a result of saving all those elect to be saved. There's no more to become saved. Therefore, he ended his program of evangelization. It, the only purpose was to find the elect to apply the word to their hearts and in order that they become saved. And when that was accomplished, There was no further need for the program of evangelizing the world to seek the lost sheep of the house of Israel. They've all been found. And when God did that and shut the door or put out the gospel light or all the various figures that he uses to describe uh, uh, this process, he brought the world into the condition of death and hell because he sealed everyone everyone's eternal fate he guaranteed the destruction of every unsaved individual anyone who's unsaved today will remain unsaved tomorrow and throughout the period of judgment day until it concludes and then that person will be destroyed their uh Annihilation, their utter destruction is guaranteed by the action of God in shutting the door to heaven. And and so he has brought mankind into the condition spiritually of death and hell. And so we can learn from this parable. Uh, I I'm not saying that this parable um, we're not going to try and go through and match everything up to our present time, but we can learn what it means to be in Hades. Now, first of all, uh, we should notice that here in this parable, this individual has his eyes. That means he has his body. He has a physical body and, and uh, likewise The unsaved inhabitants of the earth today possess their bodies. They have their physical bodies as they are uh, living in Hades at this time. Now, another thing we want to notice is that there is a fixed separation that God has brought to bear between saved and unsaved. God has Lazarus in his bosom. He he has Lazarus in um, a, a place of comfort and in a place of salvation, in a place of safety and security. And he has the rich man who is unsaved in Hades. And God says there is a great gulf fixed in between these two conditions in between these two states of of these individuals between the saved and the unsaved. There is an impassable gulf and that's something else that um, we we want to notice that there is no way for any individual uh, typified by Lazarus who is saved to cross over the gulf and bring water, water representing the gospel of salvation. There is not even a drop of water that can pass over that great chasm, that great gulf fix between the two. There there just is no way um there, there is no possibility. It is something that, that cannot be done. And, and this, we can see how that relates to our present situation where we have in the same world, we have the saved and the unsaved brought together into the time period of judgment day and we We have a chasm we have a great gulf fixed where there are the saved individuals and they will remain saved and comforted by god's salvation they They are the ones that um we read about in isaiah twenty six that enter into the chambers and and are kept safe and secure until the indignation is overpassed they these elect individuals are living in the world upon the earth and as judgment day is occurring as uh, it is unfolding all around them as the unsaved are being punished and yet they themselves are not because it, it just cannot touch them and likewise those that are unsaved no matter what they do they cannot cross over to the place of Abraham's bosom. They, they cannot be comforted. They must remain in torment. And that's something else that identifies with judgment day as Revelation nine tells us that the locusts will bring torment for five months. And that five months is a figure representing the entire duration of the day of judgment. The unsaved are in torments like the rich man and they cannot escape it. They cannot, um, obtain God's salvation. It is now impossible. There, there is no allowance made. There is no, um, no mercy because God has stated he will have judgment without mercy. And even though this this rich man now finally is doing what he ought to have done uh, all of his life, but now in his death, as he is in this condition of death and hell, now he desires God's mercy. as As he says in verse 24, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. And we can see that uh, here we could relate this to those that are trying to have dialogue with God through his word, the Bible, and they're trying to prove and to show that there is still mercy today. There is still salvation. The door isn't shut. No, certainly there's, there's mercy. There, certainly a person can still experience the salvation of God. And they're, they're uh, attempting to have the Lord open the door just as those, uh, we read in the gospel accounts are knocking. Uh, And well, actually, that's just a couple chapters earlier in Luke 13, where it says in verse 24, strive to enter in at the straight gate for many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. And that's exactly the situation we have in Luke 16. He's seeking to enter into the kingdom of God, into Abraham's bosom. But he's not able, because that time has passed. The day of salvation is over. It's now the day of judgment. Now you are in Hades. And it goes on to say in Luke 13, verse 25, When once the master of the house is risen up, and has shut to the door, and ye begin to stand without, and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. And that is the answer of God that there is no opening of what he has shut. And he shut the door to heaven. Christ is the door. God shut it. And there's no other way in. And, and so the rich man though is, is trying. He, he's making an attempt to To have that door open, he's using the language that certainly will soften God, certainly will um, allow God to just open the door to heaven the littlest bit. And he's not asking for a sea of water or a river. He's not asking for a stream or even a fountain, just a drop. Send Lazarus that beggar. Yes, I know he's the one I had no time for at, uh, during the day of salvation, but now it's different. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger, just the littlest drop of water, in other words, the littlest possibility. And you know, uh, it, it's, it's not God's people. We're just messengers. We're doorkeepers. We follow instructions as God, the Master and Lord, uh, directs us as he, uh, tells us to close the door because the day has come. It is judgment day. And, and so we have to share with people. I'm sorry, the door is shut. And, and you'll find people trying to say, Oh, but, but what about this? Uh, instance. What about this particular case? What about, um, uh, little babies and children? Certainly, certainly there's, there's some mercy. Certainly there's a little bit of mercy somewhere for someone. And yet, no, no, the, the sorrowful, the grievously sorrowful news that the people of God have to share is that the door is completely shut. The door is closed. There, We cannot open it. God in his program has shut it. And now we're living at that time. There is no mercy. We cannot even uh, allow for the littlest bit of mercy. But you know that's something else. That we notice here in Luke 16. Read um, verse 26 when Abraham is speaking and Abraham is representing God himself. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed. Now that great gulf is uh, what Revelation 22 is describing when it speaks of the one who is righteous let him be righteous still and the one that is filthy let him be filthy still your your spiritual condition is your condition your eternal state is settled it will not change and and yet notice that statement here in the next phrase so that they which would pass from hence to you can not neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Here, God is describing a a two-way desire. There is the desire on the one hand from those that are in Hades, those that are in the condition of death and hell that are unsaved, and, and they would desire to pass from that place to the kingdom of God to heaven, and they cannot. It is impossible. There is complete inability. But uh, what look at the other group. Here God is speaking of those in Abraham's bosom, those that are comforted, those that, that have salvation. They which would pass from hence to you cannot the word would is expressing a desire and and certainly god's people have this desire we would if we possibly could we would share the drop of water with the the poor lost sinner we would bring the gospel to to anyone that needed it if we could, if there were some way. After all, these are God's elect people, God's messengers. They, they had just, um, finished bringing the gospel in, in a unparalleled way to all the world, night and day. God's people brought the message of of hope and salvation to all the earth, to all the nations, they gave of their time, they gave of their money, they gave of uh, their very lives to go forth with the word of God. And in some places, uh, God's people went were very dangerous. They risked their lives. They they used. And used up their resources to get that word out. Oh yes God's people love their neighbor. They love their fellow man. They desired the very best for them. That they might be saved. And the only thing that stops them now. Is the word of God. They would. that This verse is expressing the desire of a great many people. They which would pass from hence to you. Yes, we would go with a drop of water and we would try to bring you encouragement. You know, uh, e-Bible, which is, I guess, right now identified, uh, primarily with no salvation. Some people, they, they like to emphasize that and, and they, they say it with such disdain. And, and of course, uh, really uh, you got to be careful of that because this is a teaching of the word of God and that disdain um, is is really towards God himself they're not rejecting us but they're rejecting the lord uh, is really the truth of it but e bible for many years we took great pleasure real tremendous pleasure in bringing the message of salvation through the faith of Christ and encouraging people as often as we could to cry for mercy. Oh, won't you go to God while it's still the day of salvation, while there's still time, we would say, in the days leading up to May 21. And the closer we got, the more urgent our our cries were to people to please be reconciled to God. And, uh, you know, we did this so much that we were mocked. And uh, actually, personally, I can testify of this, that certain individuals said of me in a ridiculing way, Oh, he's um, cry for mercy, McCann, because I said it so much. And... And and it was always a pleasure. It was always something that I was thankful for, that we could have this hope, that we could encourage people to beseech the Lord, to cry for mercy. And now we don't do it at all. We don't do it at all. I don't do it. And God's people don't do it. uh, Anyone who teaches an e-Bible doesn't do it. We have stopped. Because there is no more mercy. All we can pray is what God allows us to pray. Oh Father, having had mercy, have mercy as we pray, hoping, uh, hoping and, and, and praying that maybe this individual was saved before God shut the door. But we cannot give anyone any false hope or false assurance or false encouragement that that's what the churches do they tell people lies in order uh, to uh, to comfort them but it's of it's of no comfort they're physicians of no value because they do lie and we we will not lie we cannot lie we cease to be a messenger that god will use if we lie we can only speak the truth and the truth is that there's not even a drop of water anymore for someone that that is in Hades that they might uh, uh, become saved. And uh, this is very grievous and and uh, it just shows that we are there. we are living in the day of judgment.